the Summer Fields continue for New Zealand's 130th ranked sporting podcast, Footy and Frothies. We're back uh, back into the swing of rugby league season for season 2021 down at the Grey Gums Hotel in Penrith on a magnificent, uh, what is it, late summer evening? Midsummer exactly. evening. No, 100%. It's getting closer by the day, mate. Midsummer night's eve, I think 29 days to go. Um, so we're all hanging for it. Joined by, uh, it's just the two of us, Barney, Barney and myself here to uh, run through Supercoach. We're going to get into our thoughts on the Supercoach uh, prices and the way we're going to approach this season, hopefully... Maybe find a couple of different points of view the to the uh, multi, the numerous uh, super coach suggestions out there, and hopefully we can find an edge or two and um, help you out with your teams. Uh, don't forget to get onto our super coach league if you're listening. Jump on that, which is uh, I should have had this in front of me. <laughs> Would have helped. Been like, imagine if I was an actual host. <laughs> uh, where are we here? Super coach league. Jump on to the footy and frothies league. Uh, and also in between, while I wait for this to load, don't forget to join the PCTC comp. Find it on Facebook. 50 buck buy-in, usually about a three grand pie price pool. on Saturday. It does open up on Sunday. He's going to open the link. It's ready to go for the... Oh, the PCTC Racing kicks yes, off this Saturday. Racing kicks off this Saturday. Yes, uh, good luck to everyone. Um, good luck especially to the Guz and Tezza, who I was lucky enough to beat into an extra ticket last weekend. But um, the, fit, the tippy cop links will be up on Sunday. I'm reliably informed. Oh, for the footy comp. For the footy yes. comp, so we'll link them. $50 buy-in. Gaz runs a very, very tidy ship, as we've said previously. We'll get it up all, all over our socials. Um, yeah, the discussion tonight is generally one that we've had many times before, but it's normally after about 12 or 15 beers yeah. at the back of one of our houses somewhere. We've been doing this kind of conversation for years where we, we love making a list after we've had a few beers. Yep. The, uh, we'll bring it in this year, the Daggy's Piss list. It's coming. We did, we did already knocked up one, but the other one's coming. Supercoach so League, uh, 850-827. So, Joey, we've got about, I think, 12 spots remaining last I looked. 850-827. I haven't actually promoted it much further than Facebook. We'll get that up. Um, I think I imagine it will fill up this week. So if you want to jump in, jump in soon. It was a very good league last year, actually. I think the most teams averaged yeah. over 1,000 for most of the year. guys that dropped out during the year. So if, if you think there's any chance of dropping out some way through the season, please don't join our league. Yep. We'd rather we keep have, it as strong as possible. So we do have the uh, linear champion, Barney. You will defend your belt round one. Yes, You'll be so kicking off. Um, yes. Get your mic up there for us, Barn. And uh, the yeah, so we've got the overall, overall champion, champion yeah. if he comes back, was uh, Cam, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he'll no. do, yep. So each year we send out a trophy to the winner and a trophy to the lineal champion who currently is held by Barney as well as our bold prediction show at the end of the year. We'll be getting a, a plaque as well, most likely courtesy of uh, JW Trophies. Very nice. We're hoping that mention gets me a free one. Uh, let's get into some news quickly before we get through it. Big news of the week is that Parramatta has, banned, has scrapped their cheerleaders, which is um, yeah, I saw that. sad for the game of rugby league. Uh, I've seen that Penrith have come out and confirmed their cheerleaders will continue, so there's hope in Western Sydney. Um, but, yeah, obviously very sad news there, Barn. Political correctness, mate. Um, it looks like it's going to end up going down that way eventually. Um, I don't like the idea, but no. you know, it's been part of the game for however long, and I, I don't see no reason to continue it. But 
No, that's it. Um, David Truer can add there. Payne House for his <laughs> drunken brawl was given a four-match ban, I believe. Three matches. Three matches and 50, 50 grand. Fine, yeah, which um, apparently is the biggest fine that the NRL can give. Right, um, okay. I would have liked to see him probably double what he got, to be honest. You give him six weeks and that's a quarter of the season. That's a pretty good whack and, you know, it, 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 it's pretty good, um, you know, warning out there for anyone else who's thinking about getting into that kind of position. But, yeah. um, you know, obviously... Against the police and the female officer as well, it's just it's a horrible look for the game. So. Yeah, well, Phil Gould actually came out and said he believed he should have just got banned for Origin, which I'm not actually against. Okay, his, just his statement was, um, well, this plus Origin. Oh yeah, yeah. So his actual statement was, um, I think it's something like you got to, you can't give these boys want to throw their toys out of the cot, we'll take their toys away. Yes, um, and I I don't disagree. With a pretty decent payday to come on the back of Origin as well, which would have leveled up to about six games, which is yeah, what I think it probably yeah. should have been. And um, obviously, 50k is the biggest fine that the NRL can give out to any of their players. I think that needs to be looked at. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, I think the thinking there is if you're going worse than that, you're looking at a suspension or worse. Um, but I guess we'll see. And I didn't like. I didn't all like that him the coming out. There's plenty of people saying, "Oh, you should be banned for life and give him the season and all the rest of it." That's yeah, <laughs> can't agree with most of that stuff. But I reckon a quarter of the season would have been a pretty good, pretty good whack. But I think so. But you know, you got, they've got this is the same club's got Matt Lodge still playing for him. So yeah, hundred um, percent. This all ties in together. So the other, I guess, storm in a teacup throughout the week was suggesting Israel Folau would uh, be or has been offered a return. Yes. The very clever way they did it was to suggest that on the same day that Cam McGinnis left to, I guess, deflect the heat, uh, which uh, very clever of the Dragons, I suppose, or the PR. Um, we threw the offer pretty good, apparently. Uh, yeah, I have bigger hills to die on in Israel for Laos, so I'm not going to waste one here. Yeah, Again, any controversial, but what are your thoughts, David? Oh, he got, he got pushed out of origin, uh, out of the union because of a repeated infringement, re- realistically. Like, they po- told him to pull his head in, he went again. Um, I can't see any reason why he can't return to the game, to be honest. But, um, yeah. no, word, what are words? <laughs> Seriously, there's there's talking about that kind of stuff, which you know people don't like, obviously. But he's not going out. And, yeah, there's a lot well, worse in the last in the last six months, we've had two two play two ex players. Nearly one is an ex. One's currently still employed uh, on rape charges. Um, two on high range DUI the other week. Um, what have I missed here? We've, we don't need to go back into it. Matt Lodge's history. Um, he's moved on from that as well. Well, that's his belief. And think fair enough. If he wants to espouse them, you know, if, if he's told not to do it, then fair enough. You can get your warnings and bans from that kind of stuff. But I don't think it should rule you out of having a profession for the rest of well, your life. Well, that's what I. That's my thought is that um, he, he lost his job over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a footballer. If he's coming in, I'd imagine it'd be on strict conditions that, hey, you don't say any stuff or you're gone, no warnings. Think so, yeah. um, I want to see, he's a world class fullback, mm-hmm. slash center, slash. Uh, slash yep. I want to see him playing rugby league. Yeah, and uh, given, like I said, some of the other infringements that are still playing with no questions asked, without even mentioning stuff probably happens off the field in terms of violence, domestic violence, affray, that sort of thing, um, I would, I think it's disappointing he's not playing, but. 
that all said, like I said, there's a I've got bigger hills to die on than be crucified <laughs> for trying to defend Israel for now. So I'll say no more. Do you have anything else, Dad? No, mate. That's <laughs> I don't now, want to get into that. No. Barrel, so the uh, extension of that is, or the next part of that chapter is that it looks like the McCulloch deal to Dragons is going to happen immediately. Apparently, it was um, confirmed today. All yes. but done for 600k. Yeah. That means there's potential for McGuinness to be leaving immediately. Yes. Uh, um, as a shark supporter, I endorse that. <laughs> 100%. So he's now signed four years Cronulla. Yes. As a lock. So the whole vitriol of uh, of the two years that uh, he wants to play hooker seems to be. I think that's. He even came it. out and said, it, "Well, I don't know, media's had something to do with that, but uh, he even came and said, I've signed as a lock.' So I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's more um, a bit of window dressing, to be honest. Um, they've got the young fella there in Braley, but if he's not holding up his end of the bargain six weeks in. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you sign his lock, I think it's. He? I think, yes, and, we all know what's going to happen. And it if, looks like either Magulius or Blake, Bra- Blake Braley's going to be pushed out either way because mm. uh, Magulius was the, is the young fella coming through looking as to become uh, the lock in the Sharks or back row. So looks like they're probably going to lose one of those young guys. But uh, McGuinness has proven himself over the last couple of years and he's been a top class player. So. Yeah, he's a big one that missed um, New South Wales Cup last year. He would have been playing. I reckon if New South Wales Cup existed, he would have played. He would have played first grade this year in round one. Um, Yeah, the bigger issue, which we don't need to talk, gets talked about enough, is the farce of the when a player signs a year out, Mm. they just kick stones and seem to be released straight away anyway, and doesn't matter. Like uh, that that is farce. Matt Burton situation. It's already happened. Apparently, they're pushing the the managers pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, The dogs are pushing Penrith basically don't have a backup a halfback and if Cleary does go down at any point of the season any point of the season Burton's the guy that they've got earmarked to take that position so I can't see Penrith letting him go that's right but you know a business point of view Penrith's right to do what they're going to do and 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 the sad thing is what happened is yeah the dogs are able to ask the question as well but well what starts happening is these players start dragging a chain of training and being a bit slack and trying to get up get the arse anyway which is disappointing. Not to say that Burton will do that. No, not at all. There has been many situations in the past that it has happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Penrith, so the which I've sort of forecast would happen, the, it was a swap deal finalised. Dane Laurie effective immediately to the Tigers to play fullback. Yep. Momorowski as a reserve, perhaps starting centre. Uh, from what I'm told, he also has been training all pre-season at, pre-season at 5'8 for the Tigers, so it might be okay. a half option. I haven't seen him play that, obviously. Um, so it's yeah, an interesting, interesting um, aspect of that whole discussion. I think it's a discussion. win-win for both, um, both well, clubs, realistically. When, when the deal was made, when they started making a deal of, oh, they haven't released him, I think it was quite clear to see what they were after. They wanted Laurie this year, yeah. And that's fine? 100%. Um, Laurie looks like a good up-and-coming and he could only benefit from getting some time at first grade. Looks like he might slot straight into the fullback I position. I think from my understanding, yeah, I think he should, and I think he should. I haven't seen a lot of him. What I've seen has been good. He played one game, two games of one first grade last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was fine. Quite well. Yeah. And Momorovsky looks like... Um, oh, he's, Class centre. He's a handy first grade uh, centre. Yeah. You know, he probably only adds depth at this position, at this point in time, but don't be surprised if he t- ends up taking Tyrone May's spot if May's playing centre during the year. Or if May... Is May re-signed at Penrith? Well, he's there for this year anyway. But so. yeah, he's... That's another one that's been touted at um, the Dogs. Yeah. And uh, Dean Farre has gone to Catalans, uh, effective immediately, so he's out. So there is, all of a sudden, they have lost 
from having a big depth pool, they're now down to some bare bones stuff. Nathan's probably on his last year. And Naden, so Momorowski, Capel's in that mix as well. Momorowski is um, perhaps a potential starting round one centre. Yep. Great look pans out. Uh, lastly, on Penrith, uh, Cleary and Yo were named co-captains. Probably to no one's surprise. I think it was the way to do it. It's worked there in the past. Um, There's not a lot of other options, I don't think, in that Penrith team. The obvious. Yep. Realistically, they're full of young kids. Um, Cleary seems to be the the bloke with the most screwed on head out of the young boys, and Yo's starting to get to that age where he's cemented his spot and he's becoming a um, you know a leader of leader of that pack so yeah um, I, I think so he's a well he'd probably play Origin again this year really he's a, he's a state of origin level he keeps up to back the, the level he was at last season uh, RTS confirmed he's going to be going to rugby um, and I don't have it written down he's going he actually signed with a rugby club I think it's the Blues the Blues Auckland Blues yeah, yeah. Um, so that's capping into the year the, to the Warriors and to rugby league realistically um, how old is he 27 yeah be back you'll get through you'll do the Burgess do the World Cup comeback you'll do the two years into the World Cup and come back but sad that you know, a big loss to the a Warriors. Genius, mate. Um, if he'd been playing at a Sydney club, I reckon he probably would have been rated right up there as one of the best. Like, because obviously, in my opinion, he's he is one. He's probably the top th- top three fullbacks in the game. Yep. But he doesn't get talked about because he's over at the Warriors. You know, like yeah. he, he did a great job captaining them uh, last year during all their trials when they were over here and stuck here. And he missed, oh, what did all year? Didn't see his boy yeah. for what, nine year. months or yeah. twelve months, whatever it was. I think it was nine. Yeah. And he's got amazing footwork still got good speed um, strong fend he's, he's a great player man he's going to be a good a big loss to that especially to that Warriors team where does he end up in uh, does he walk in as, to the All Blacks as a fullback I don't know if he does maybe he does I don't, I don't follow in. close enough but he, um, he'd be in a squad easily. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in yeah I would, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up yeah, playing fullback yeah. you need to be able to kick I don't know how his kicking game is but <laughs> might have not sure I don't think I've seen might even be a centre actually might have a centre um, injuries Tom Gilbert's broken a leg he's out for a long time Ooh. Lockie Fitzgibbon uh, will miss the first four rounds of a shoulder injury yeah okay so that's an interesting one maybe for later on tonight yeah, and lastly Huira uh, Naya and Hawes have both done high range uh, over the Christmas period uh, Ricky Stewart today has said that they will both be starting in reserve grade so they've got some work to do to get back in time for my bold prediction of him being a Clive Churchill medalist <laughs> so um, that rules them out of super coach for the first couple of weeks first, at least yeah probably the first two or three I'd say I'm, I'm tipping it's probably a token gesture but you know they've got back row depth if uh, they do. it gives Hudson Young a leg up on them it gives uh, Dynamis Lewis got to find a spot Ryan James coming in they've got three hookers they've got to find somewhere to put uh, so interesting times at the uh, Canberra Raiders that wraps up the news anything from you Barn or we should we get into no mate um, the, oh, we got the fight night on Friday night there's I a couple of fights there I, it, I can't see many of them actually getting ultra aggressive or anyone trying to get for the win I think most of the time it's just going to be um, posturing and a, a bit of a light sparring um, it would who was it? Toddy Toddy Carney's fight. 
Um, Scott Prince. Scott Prince. That might get a little bit willing. Uh, <laughs> they've played against each other for you know basically the, a fair bit of their career. I, think, I believe they're in. I haven't, I haven't watched any of the um, yeah. press conferences. I know Sam Thayday's been on fire from what I've heard. Yeah, Thayday and Willie Mason. Um, that could be a really good fight if they both wanted to fight. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> I can't see him getting in there. I think the best fight of the mo- night might actually be Shandor Earl um, and Justin Hodges. Hodges has had a couple of pro fights and oh, has against some real athletes not too. looked <laughs> at the best and Sandor all just seems like a competitor and I'm, I think he probably might take it out of all of them I think he's probably the one that might take it the most serious out of yeah. anybody so <laughs> bit of fun we'll we'll on him. We'll yeah. something for us to talk about bit of money to charity obviously it's a, it's a charity event so yeah. all the proceeds go to charity which is yep. a good thing um, raising money for charity is always a good thing yeah, so that wraps up our news segment. Um, just quickly, if you've lasted this long, 16 minutes in, waiting for our Supercoach chat, <laughs> um, subscribe to us if you haven't already on Spotify, iTunes, iTunes Radio, uh, SoundCloud, anywhere podcasts are found, you'll find us. Jump on for the year. We do have the Big Garden Empire YouTube channel, which um, I forgot the battery for the camera today, but selected highlights will be up there throughout the year, some important stuff, as well as Facebook. Um, leave us some feedback. Leave us your Supercoach feedback. Tell us that we have no idea idea fine with that and i'm happy to read yeah. that out uh if you've listened to the show you'll quite clear that neither do we but you know <laughs> i bought a roadcaster so um <laughs> let's get into it so barn for those might be listening and uh sort of been intimidated by super coach or you know you, you, if you know it all mates it's so talk nothing super coach like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> do you want to give us a quick proxy of uh what it is and how how one might approach it yeah so a quick overview of what the actual game is anyone thinking about getting involved for the first time the idea was borrowed from the NFL fantasy game which has been around forever and a day Uh, basically it's a trading game so you're basically trading stocks or shares which are actually NRL players which you know every involvement that they have in every game is uh, is costed or given points minus uh, positives or negatives uh, for every involvement that they have in a game so you you're the coach, the the selector of your team. You have to put together a squad of squad of 25 players using a salary cap of 9.6 million dollars. Sounds pretty easy, yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Definitely not. So the prices range from about 850k down to 174. Each week you'll need to field your best 17 out of your squad of 25. Uh, your best 13 plus four reserves. That's a big thing. Uh, make sure you pick your four reserves. <laughs> the first year that I played, I think I went about six rounds without picking my reserves. These days you actually get a warning saying you haven't picked all your reserves. Back then you didn't. And I'm like, why am I only scoring 800 and everybody else is scoring over 1,000 points week after week? And what yeah. annoys me is they've sort of half dumbed the game down. They have a little bit. Um, I think you used to be rewarded for actually doing the work, and these days they held your hand a little bit too much. But that's only a minor thing. Carry yep. on. So out of those 17 people, uh, they're the ones that are going to make up your weekly score. Um uh, sorry, I missed that tip for new players. You're making sure you get your reserves um, is definitely important. Important. Uh, squads consist of you got two hookers, so you've got one on the field and one on the bench. You got four front rowers, two and two, so two on the field, two on the bench. You got three, uh, six back rowers, so again three on the field, three on the bench, 
two halfbacks, one and one, five, two five eights, one and one, seven centre wing positions. So uh, in Supercoach, you don't have to pick wingers or centres. They're all lumped in in one position, which is you get seven players. Four of those have to play and three, are your, three of them are your reserves. And you've got your two fullbacks. Again, one and one, one on the field, one on the bench. So you end up with 13 players that must play that you have on the field and you get to pick four out of the, t- the leftover 12 t- to make up the reserves in your team. Um, okay, so on the back of all that, a couple of quick tips that we can give people if it's in their first year, Sarah. Is anything you, first of all, try and avoid everyone I pick because I think without fail I had an injury every week. So I actually <laughs> didn't play it this year, but I, I was supposed to open this show with uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Well, if you don't um, if you don't enjoy some level of head noise, don't get involved with Supercoach <laughs> because it's a weekly thing. There's going to be, you're going to be thinking about your decisions, you'll make them and then you'll rethink your decisions and you'll, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of head noise that goes along with the Supercoach. For your own sanity, I think, for, for, in terms of that, yeah, uh, and maybe it's a punning, like, Follow your gut a little bit. I think uh, is a, is an easy thing if you've got a hunch. Usually the um the best the best ideas I have are on a ten o'clock on a Tuesday on the toilet, yep. just fucking around on my phone. Generally, when and then by the time I get the sad day, I've changed it eight times, and I go, oh, if I just stuck with what I should have done. Um, tip from me: try not to have too much money sitting on the bench. I think the first year I did it, 100%. I I had um a lot, a lot of money across the whole team and it was just sitting there and four of them were sitting there doing nothing. So yeah, well, as soon I'll as you make money off your cheapies, sell them. Here as we're talking about this. Um, yep. So the, the general consensus is by the time the season is getting towards the end, you want to ha- only have about 20 players. So you've got four blokes that are basically bottom dollar that aren't scoring points, yep. aren't involved in playing at all. So you can pick 17 out of your 20 and then you've got a couple of your backups in case of injury and whatever. Make sure you keep a couple of trades, at least one or two <laughs> at the back end yeah. of the season. And because it's interesting because we're coming up, injuries, everyone's a bit rusty because last year uh, with COVID we didn't have Origin and we didn't have um, the, the, the crazy times through there. So, yeah, keep a couple up your sleeve, Karen. Yep. yep. Uh, first quarter of the season, you probably want about 10, 10 of your players uh, scoring as many points as you can as possible. And then the rest of your team, the rest of your 25, the next 15, you basically want making money. So you're looking for underpriced players, players that are yet to play NRL that are um, now going to start playing NRL. So the bottom dollar guys increase value fairly quickly. Uh, price increases don't happen until a player has played three games. So it doesn't start from the first week. You don't start making money from the first week. Uh, they have to have played. As of their third game, the prices will change, either up or down. It's generally worked out on an average of how they went the season before. So uh, players that haven't played NRL or only played a couple of games the year before are gold if they're going to get a starting position or even a bench position and going to get a, fair, a decent chunk of time. Um at uh, the start of the season, you want basically your whole team playing. So yep. you want to go through your, the team list the week before it starts. Um, you could probably hold on to one or two guys that you think might get a start in a couple of weeks from now and have them not playing. But the whole start of the season, for the first probably six to eight weeks, you would just want to be making as much money as you possibly can. Yeah. Because that you obviously then start moving on, making your trades, upgrading your players and turning them from you know middle-of-the-range players to, the, to your top liners. Uh, you want to be scoring around 1,000 points a week to be 
somewhat competitive. <laughs> generally, the top blokes average about 1,200 points a week, and they're the ones that are winning the competitions. A lot of those blokes have five or six different teams yep. registered to brothers, sisters, mothers, yeah. <laughs> grandmothers. Oh, and, but, and come finals time, a lot of the, the well, yeah, they they can push into the 1,500 ranges depending how well they're going with captaincies and stuff. 100%. Um, uh, captaincy but, is a big thing. Obviously, you're looking, you want to look, if you're going to make a trade or even if you're looking at your captain, you want to look at who they're playing the week that week and possibly the week after especially with your trades you want to be looking maybe two or three weeks ahead because you want to look at who they're going to be playing over the next two or three weeks because there's no point bringing a guy in who's got the, the team that's running last this week but then's playing first second and third the week after yeah. and it's going to score probably 10 points in those yeah. three games you know what I mean like a winger that scored 100 this week because he was playing whoever's running last He's probably not going to get three tries against right. the Roosters, yeah. the Storm, whoever else. So, um, yeah, that that'd be a big tip for me. Make sure when you're making your trades, you have a good look at the draw and who's coming up, especially around Origin time. Origin is a big trap because you've got half the teams aren't playing, and then you've got your top players that are also involved in Origin, so they're not playing that week as well. So you can end up. Some people end up with two or three players for you know, yeah. that week of Origin, and yeah, Origin can you can make massive ground. I think I made up about 20,000 places a couple of years back. There's an element of origin, origin though. Um, if, if you're if you're sort of halfway there, there's some weeks you can just clench your ass cheeks and oh, of course. And, uh, yeah. and, and scrape through. You want but a minimum of eight to ten players. I think players, if you can get through you know with that, I mean? that like, don't, it's not the bailing order, but it is quite an important part of, uh, of Supercoach. Um, yeah, guys that coming back from injury that didn't play a lot the year before or someone who's going from being a bench player to a full-time player they're, they're again gold in you know in super coach because yep. if you're going from 20 minutes and you were scoring 20 points you're going to be scored you're priced at about 200 grand and if conversely you start as we talk about minutes, um, blokes that have been filling a spot for 60 minutes and then so um, it, there's plenty of talk about this year but Harry Grant and, Cam- and Brandon Smith for example yep uh, next and like even your Tom Starling, Josh Hodgson set up. So interesting. We'll talk. We'll get to positions, but there there's something else to keep an eye on. Doing something yeah. forward and backwards. Yeah. So, um, just a quick rundown on the scoring of the way that players are scored. So you've got uh, you score a try, you get 17 points. Try assist is 12. Uh, try contribution is four points. So <laughs> if you follow any of the Supercoach sites or even just the the actual Supercoach site, you're going to see a lot of people whinging and complaining about, no, that was a try assist. Why didn't he get these points? Why didn't he get that? Ooh. Try assists and try contributions are a little bit um, controversial when you get to that kind of stuff. And the bloke that runs the whole thing, his team seems to get a lot of try contributions and try assists that probably weren't <laughs> probably weren't worthy. But uh, goals are worth four points. A miss goals minus two. Field goals are five points, and a miss is minus one. Every tackle you get a point. You miss one, you you lose a point. Tackle busts are worth two points. A forced dropout or a forced scrum is six points. Effective offloads, four points. Ineffective offload is two points. Line breaks are ten points, and line break assists are eight points. 40, 20, 10 points. Hit up over eight metres is two points. Under eight metres is one. You give away a penalty, it's minus two. Make an error is minus two. Sent to the bin is minus five. And if you get sent off for the game, it's minus ten. It cost me a game last year. 
So if you can see from the scoring breakdown, attacking players, again, are gold in Supercoach. Um, the guys that are making the line breaks, setting up the tries and all the rest of it, end up, they can go from 10 points to 50 points in one or two plays. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so they might burn you one week, but the next week they'll score you 100 points. Yep. So, so um, before we get into individuals, a lot of people, there's many ways to skin a cat. Where's your? Who's your sort of go-to? Where are you trying to strengthen first before we are? Generally, I try to keep a fair bit of money in my second row. Um, offloads, uh, offloads and tackles and hit-ups. The blokes that are making 30, 40 tackles, doing yep. 15, 20 hit-ups. They're, they're the blokes that are going to get you 60 every week, and they're, they're sort of your bankers. So if you, you know, if you can get one of them for 500... 550, yeah, you're flying. Uh, Funny year because a lot of them uh, are now quite uh, priced accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last probably three years, you're able, to, you've been able to find two that you go, yep, they'll do me. Uh, Brian Madison, uh, a few others of those, even Yo last year, um, and now are priced accordingly. So a bit harder to we all get excited about. But um, see, a lot of teams will play with two gun fullbacks, so they'll spend yeah. one and a half, two million dollars and buy two of the best fullbacks in the game. Again, with tries. Line breaks, line break assists, because they're the guys that are on the back of the sweep plays, and they yeah. either go through the hole themselves or put someone else through a hole. And they score the tries or set up tries, so there's a lot of points that can be made in there at, at fullback. Um, your wingers, same again, uh, but wingers are wingers, wing and centers are hard one. A lot of guys, a lot of teams will go really cheap and buy a whole heap of cheap guys, and then yeah. maybe someone like a Brian Tuo that's going to do. 20 hit-ups and, you know, get get a fair few metres and get you an average of 40 to 50 points. But centre wing's um, very up and down position, so unless you can find someone that's just going to make 30 hit-ups every game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah for me... back rower that you can stick in that position, yep. which Yo was last year or yeah. might be able to find somebody else floating around. Um, yeah, for me, I sort of... I think back row was key for me and then I built from... I'd make it built from there. From there, I wanted, like you said, I think I, you're looking for hookers and five yeah, hookers, eight, uh, hookers and fullbacks first. Yeah. Um, I got lucky because I was, I mean, like everyone, got in Harry Grant. Coruscant. And Coruscant bandwagon early. I think it was the obvious kick up for everyone. Well, if your hookers are making 40 tackles and they, they put a few blokes through holes, yeah. there's a good 60, 70. Yeah, points. so I think they're, they're the ones I start with. And then from there, you're looking for a aggressive 5'8 and, and, and hopefully a, a very smart halfback. But uh, I guess, yeah, that's my starting point. Um, and, and how I sort of will structure, I guess, my team. Um, halves are a lot is another position. Some people like to stack their halves and have mm. um, and use their halves as their reserves because they can come off with big points. But yeah. a lot of a lot of people also like to save a lot of money in there, so they'll pick their two starting halves and then two blokes that aren't yeah, playing. Yeah, but I've found they are probably more a. Um, What's the word? More volatile halves oh, than, uh, than anyone and else. Center wing, um, so. Unless you're at the real top end. Um, I think we've probably covered, I guess, the basics of the game. Pretty much. Have a look at some specifics. I guess we'll run through each position, maybe have a little bit of a, a chat about some key players this year and key up-and-comings. This is that uh, hopefully we can build teams around or might want to avoid for at least the first half of the season. If you hear that noise in the background, that's uh, Claire, Trev from Club Trev making a record over there. <laughs> Go and find his stuff on YouTube, uh, Spotify and everywhere else. Uh, if you're enjoying his show, uh, 
or what you can hear in the background, you'll enjoy your show as well. Let's get into this. Uh, we'll go from the, what do you reckon, the back to the front or the front yeah, to the back? Yeah, we'll go start at the fullback. Start at the fullback. Yeah. All right, so the fullback, as we've said, uh, most teams tend to want to end up by the end of the year at least having two gun fullbacks because they are big money makers. Um, well, by the end of the year, you definitely want both of your fullbacks. Pretty much like the two of your better players in your team running around because they can they can get you 100, 150 points if they, if they have a good game. Yeah. And when you look at the top price player in the game, which is uh, old mate Teddy, James Tedesco, is he's, he's coming in at a pretty hefty price of um, 850 odd K, but his average last year was 95. So if you've got a bloke who's averaging 95 points every game... There's an element of if you're willing to back yourself and find money everywhere else, there's an element of set and forget with that because you just accept you. Hundred percent. He might he may end up the season at eight hundred. He probably will. Uh, he may lose hundred fifty on him, but he's more than likely if he's fit, he's still going to average seventy five eighty at least. Uh, last two um, seasons, I've generally left him out at the start and tried to um, hope that he would drop a little bit and then jump on him later and bring him back because he's always. Pretty much my end goal by the end of the year to have him in my fullback position. Yep. Um, so um, I might pick out. I might just throw a couple of key names out. Yeah. Well, very yeah, quickly. Sure. All the ones over half a mil. Uh, in quick summary, uh, Tedesco, Pongo is just over seven hundred and eight. Brimson six fifty one. You got Papenaz and Gutho probably bring the same sort of setup. Yep. Both in the uh, and Dylan Edwards that matter early six hundreds. Lomax six hundred. Tommy Turbo, 590. Dufty, 577. Corey Allen is a very interesting player this year, 545. Latrell, 520. RTS, 520. Val Holmes, 509. Are you half a million players? Um, so do you think Allen gets a starting spot? For dogs? Yeah. Of course he does. Surely. Well, starting spot. He'll start ahead of Kotrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's start with him. At that price, you interested or? Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, uh, I'm looking at starting with RTS. Um, on the back, the fact that he is, it, it's his last season. I'm expecting him to. He's always put in. He's never been a bloke that goes missing. He turns up every week, no matter how bad the Warriors are going. The Warriors look like they're going to improve on what they already started with last year, which was a big improvement from the year before. Um, so at 520k, with it, his average last year was 58. So if he even hits that average or goes slightly above it, I think there's some money to be made with RTS. Cool. Um, same um, with Tommy Tuboy. Well, I'm glad I asked you about Corey Allen for that matter. But um, oh, uh, so but would you? So at, at the price, so, the so dogs team. your, your the short only, answer is RTS is at 20 grand cheaper. Is who you'd be looking at? I'd be looking at him in front of Corey yeah. Allen. The only problem I've got with Corey Allen is he's in that dogs team. If they can get Matt Burton in there and possibly give him a few more opportunities. Um, I can't see uh, Flanagan providing him with enough opportunities, to be yeah. honest. It's an interesting thing because there's a couple of forwards later on I'll talk about that have changed clubs to, for the sake of table finishes, weaker clubs that are actually, I think, going to do a lot more work. So yeah. I would be interested yeah, in. A stronger in this case, case, with your fullback, you want him having ball. Um, Corey Allen uh, has been priced on the back end of the South's run where he was in on absolute fire. He had two gun halves that were giving him really good ball and early ball. Um, and he had blokes on the outside that he could set up. So yep. I'm not sure he gets that same sort of... And, uh, and he doesn't... He, he's a fantastic player and don't know, I wish he was at our club. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he doesn't strike me as a a fullback that's going to single-handedly win games. He strikes me as a very good fullback that's going to need a half set up to, probably to do probably, He's probably priced pretty much where I think he might end up. So. Yeah. Um, Latrell, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? If he stays fit, he's going to make money. Yeah. Um, he's probably a little bit underpriced just because of the injury at the back end of last year. Just before he got injured, he looked like he was starting to come into his own. He's got a quite a good passing game, which I'd never actually expected out of him, no. to be honest. He was able, um, for, actually, for those weeks where he was fit and hot, he was he yeah, blew me away for really how well he hands, played. Yeah. Um, and we already know that he's got the pace and the strength to run over blokes and run through holes. So um, probably not a bad option. And... Uh, well, first of all, so your short answer on both Tedesco and Ponga, wait, wait for them. You reckon if you're going to do it, or, if, or, or you setting for getting Ponga, you get away three think, weeks. Yeah, I'm not Ponga, gonna, you can pick someone to, to try and make, hopefully make a hunt. You could even start with a Tommy. Even if you make 30, 40k, yeah. you know, in those first three weeks, yep. and then you slide Ponga in at the back end of that. Um, there's a little bit of instability with the with uh, Newcastle halves as well, so I'm not sure exactly, you know, until we know who's going to be playing in those positions and how they're actually going. Yeah. It's probably not a bad thing for Ponga because you get a little bit of a read on how the Knights are going before he actually comes back into the team. So yeah. um, he's definitely one that you're going to wait on. Um, Teddy, I'm not going to argue with anyone whether they just want to pick him and set and forget and just have him there for the entire season. Yeah. I probably – I wouldn't be surprised if he drops 50 to 100K and then you could jump in then. But um, – Saying that, this is probably the first full preseason that the Roosters have had for the last couple of years. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they haven't had to go and play the World Cup Challenge. They haven't gone all the way through to the grand final. They've all had a good rest, and they might come out firing instead here's of coming out slow. Well, like they have done. here's such I'm thinking, and in two weeks' time, uh, for those worried, we will do a full. We won't really get into how actual players will play and how teams will play too much because in two weeks' time we're going to spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, we'll look um, at the structure. But I'm thinking East early. I think East, you want to be with them early rather than late. I'm with you. I think they're going to start a lot better than yeah, they have done. Because the I think they've lost years. their last, like the first round of their last like decade, oh, yeah. nearly. <laughs> um, Tommy, for uh, me, Tommy Turbo, yeah. if he's fit, picks himself. I think he's probably where I'm starting because you get him at five ninety, and when you, he's not a coil, he will play five eight. He will if he if uh, Manly is scoring thirty, he would have he's, he's having three jumping tries. over blokes. He's running yeah. through holes. He's putting yeah. other people through holes. So if he's fit and ready to go round one, he is my absolute. Almost a one there. He had a run there where he was fit during the year, where he was averaging over a hundred yeah. um, until he got busted and then got busted again. Um, at that price of under six hundred, with an average of sixty-seven, um, and there was one or two games there where he was hampered. He went off early and he was running around with an injury as well. So that average could have been a lot higher, to be yeah. honest. So. Um, and, and that clump of six hundred, six hundred is uh, Edwards, Gutho. Papenhaus and Brimson I think if you're looking for a banker if Para need it Gutho might be the one chimes in more it's going to be really that's going to rely on how well Para came out you know of the he's going to show up every week yeah. um, Brimson I think is probably a little bit overpriced just because of the way he finished the year like he was on absolute fire he was one of the best players in the game at the back end of last season Yep. and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops back down to about 600 instead of being at 650 so he's one that you could possibly wait on um, 
Dylan Edwards, I'm not sure. He's coming off the back of a career best year, so that's sort of, you know, you've got to weigh up. Do you think he's going to back that up and improve on what he did last year, considering it was his career best? Yeah. So. Um, a couple of dual positioners before we move on. Uh, so you, 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 we've mentioned Corey Allen. If we're not playing in fullback, we're probably not really after him in a centre to start off yet either. Uh, the, price, the Dragons yeah. couple. So Lomax still is eligible to play both positions. Yeah, okay. He did quite well for me last year as the second fullback. I think he's now currently overpriced, given I don't hold high hopes for the Dragons. No, never do. Um, Scott Drinkwater. Thoughts? Who can play 5'8"? Probably too high at 480. I want to. I want to see the the list of 30. To be honest, I want to see where yeah. they're actually going to play. Are they going well, to play like all the way through? Play anywhere from all six the way to through one. this list is actually riddled with Cowboys blokes. Yeah. Who I've had five, even and we'll get to Arcee later. There's he's not uh, going to play one because Holmes is going to be yeah. one, but he could play six. He could but play I, I pick, three, four, five, yeah. or two. But just just as and this is maybe more of an analogy for people jumping on board. I picked him up super cheap last year. Oh, so came out I. the blocks firing him and Ben Hampton had that. Combo going. Ben Hampton fell to face the earth. Drinkwater had a few injuries, disappeared, didn't quite know where to play. Was well, able to catch out that now? 480. I think that's overs right well, now. If he's playing at six, that's probably not too bad. But uh, if he's playing centre or wing, I, yeah, I think he's very. Oh, last last question. Uh, chance Nickel Coxdag for 482, break even of 54. Happy to look at some of the higher class ones, or you reckon that's interesting? I think there's money there to be made if um, if you're going to put him in as a. Is he a jewel as well? No, no so, so just, full just back. a straight out fullback. So if you're going to play him as your second fullback, you're going to. Um, yeah, you're rolling the dice there at that kind of price. And just on a jewel, actually, it's just popped up now oh, very quickly. Uh, so let's talk about the famous PODs. So they're called point Dane differences. At um, if you want to, there's probably two we can make cases for. At 220 grand, Dane Laurie, if he's a starting fullback, if he's starting for we'll the Tigers, full, at, we'll make money. at least he's even as a reserve, that's a maybe walker. 200. Yeah, Look. he might be the Harry Grand this year. Yeah. And I want to ask about your mate Matt Moylan. He can play f- yeah. uh, dual position. Is he worth the f- yeah. 250 with a 29 break even to play as a second fullback? Probably in the halves, I would imagine. Wait till you get to the halves. And I look think for you'd it. probably yep. slot him in as your second 5'8 at 250 because if he comes back fit, he's going to end up at 400, 450 yep. within probably six to eight weeks if he's, if he's actually playing decent football. We all know he can play decent football. He hasn't done for a while. He's been injured and all the rest of it. He only averaged 20-something last year, but... Um, yeah, he's definitely worth a play if you're looking for someone who's going to make you some money because if he turns up even half fit, you'll end up at 350-400. Yep. Let's get to the uh, the centre wingers. Uh, all clumped in here, the biggest pool. This might be, this in one way, it might be the longest convos, position. but it might be the quickest. But uh, we'll see how this goes. I'll quickly run through the ones over, over half a mil just to... But you got your top price bloke is Nofaluma. Nofa, I couldn't touch him at 670. 670k, average 75 and a half last year. Again, a bloke coming off the back of a career best. Like, I don't think he's had a better year than last year, has he? You're a Tigers fan? No, he hasn't. No, not at, he not at all. Not at all, not at all. So I can't be picking him up and paying that a premium on a bloke that, you know, had his best year last year. I can't see him being any better than I what he was last year. I think you could chime in and buy. And, and it's an easy thing to do. Leave him alone. Mm. If Tigers are going good, he's still going to probably drop anyway, He's probably given the firepower. Yeah. If Tigers are going terrible, he's going to drop, and then you might be able to pick him up for half a mil. Yeah. Um, 
I could see him dropping very quickly. I, for lack of a better term, I've got a few that I want to call like lazy, betting lays that I'll just leave out. Sure. And I think Nof is one of them. I think, uh, and I think Kalen Ponga is one of them to start with. But that's only just a little bit of um, you can't set that. and forget when he's not playing. Um, yeah, half a Milnes. So no for six seventy. Brett Morris, Tupo, Lomax, all in the six hundreds. Mansell, Bradman, Best, Corey Allen, Campbell Graham, Katoa from Shark. Well, Ryan Tuo, Stags, Ikavalu, Holmes, Kyle Felt. They're all your half a millions. Stags injured for however long. Yep. Don't know how that long that is, but he's definitely not getting picked up by many. Um, Mansour, I don't even know if the Mansour's going to get a position at South, is he? Couldn't imagine he plays ahead of AJ or... Campbell Giller. Uh, I know, he might play wing with uh, Corey Allen not there. Maybe there's a spot. Campbell Graham plays three now, I think. Yeah, if he gets a starting spot, yeah, possibly. At 600? Yeah, not at 600. Or no. Unless he's on the back of it. Unless they just go his way every week. Is he on Corey? <laughs> Is he on fucking Walker's side or the other side? Yeah, well, yeah. Because if he's on Walker's side, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but oh, if he's it, on the other side. And he's no. one of the hardest. He'd be in a top five hardest working wingers in the game. So yes. no issue with him being in your team. He's probably going to bust out 30 road. or 40 every week, yeah. but that's not six, That's not worth 600K. So. That's right, yeah. Um, if he's on the back end of that sweet play with Corey Walker, maybe. Uh, Cody Walker, possibly. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, he's probably one that you might want to um, leave Ikevalu, you couldn't possibly touch at 500 either. No, um, a couple just on the other side. Brian Kelly, Joseph Manu, Dane Gay Guy. Manu... I could see myself buying, but I don't know that price. Whether I, I, to me, I'm looking at this this clump of six. I want to make money on. I'm looking for the cheapest of the cheap, and I'm going to worry about everything else elsewhere. Generally, um, yeah, as we were talking before, strategy generally is to get maybe one, one or two blokes that are over 500k. The rest of them, you're looking at 200 to 300k, yeah. and they're the guys that hopefully they score a few tries in the first couple of rounds, and they make you 100k straight up off the bat, and then yep. you can do what you want to do after that. Um, so with the loss of Yo as a dual, a dual centre second row, there's two. Around this range that are quite interesting is dual positioners and one's Talakai, still yep. centre. Injured. Uh, he's yeah, going to miss what's a miss? I'm not I'm pretty sure it's only two weeks, but I, I can't be certain. Dane Laurie, you can pick as own. a winger. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So that, he's in well, there. Then he's definitely. And yeah. Kurt Capewell's dual position. He's about four, he's 450 ish, I believe. I mean, just, um, 420. So he's an issue, man, because. <laughs> He could be this year's a yo, but I don't know if Penrith's going to use him that way. Yeah, if, if he's playing off the bench, he's probably priced at about right. If he gets a starting spot, he's unders and he's worth picking up. If he's playing centres, he's uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to touch him. But yeah, did did you have any uh, any go tos here before we? Yeah, we've got quite here? a few blokes here actually. Oh, um, Mountain, and I'll mention some. Remy Smith at three hundred and twenty-five k. Um, he's moving from the Bulldogs. He had an average of 36 and a half last year, and he's going to Melbourne. Mm, okay. On the back end of that Melbourne production line, yeah. um, most players that end up at Melbourne end up better players than what they were from the club that they that they left. Uh, yep. I think there's some good money to be made with Remus Smith, to be honest. Uh, if Because I'd, I'd imagine he's going to take Vunivalu's spot. 
Yeah. So I think there's yeah, yeah, definitely some cool. money to be made there. Cool. Um, my bankers in those two positions, I'm tossing up between Brian Toe and Bradman Best. They both do a lot of work. They're both very clinical finishers. They're both around uh, mid 400, no, 500, yeah. between 500 and 550. So take your pick of those two. Um, and I've got one little bit left field, but uh, Fusatua from the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Bloke only played six or seven games last year. Went home, um, as we all know. Only averaged about 28 points, I think it was. But he's now priced at 250. The, I've watch games where the bloke scored four or five tries that's yeah. that's 120 points yeah. you know what I mean like if he gets if the Warriors get a roll on and he's on the back and he's busting through people and scoring three or four tries there's a lot of money that could be made there yeah. whether he turns up or not whether his head's on who knows but good chance that Fusatua makes a lot of money yeah, the couple I won't touch with, the, well, again, my laser ones I don't want to touch with for 10-foot pole. I think a little bit Brett Morris. I don't want to touch that. Well, definitely that price. I, I don't want to touch him. Yeah, no, Fluma, yeah. don't. Um, Ravalawa, definitely not because I don't even know what he's doing anymore. Um, yeah, he might even lose his I spot. I don't quite know what's the going season, there. To be honest. Um, that was since um, Ravalawa squared him up in that game. He hasn't been the same since. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I, I don't quite know where he's at. Uh, well, Rev- both of them, Revelo and Sivo, the two of them. Yeah, well, uh, Revelo seems to be on the outer of the yeah, Dragons. I don't know why. Um, you got those three in the clump there. Brian Kelly, Manu, Gay Guy can all, I guess, be bankers if you want to look, pick one to, to do quite well. If they play through with, with no Crichton, they might play more through Manu. I think the back end last year really used Manu much better than the front end. So it might be. Now, the cheapies I'm interested in, oh, well, a few PODs for me. Uh, Arcee from the um, Cowboys. I don't actually know what he is. I just know I think he's got something. I don't know if he'll be in the 17, but that's a that's probably going to be a, a reserve round one. It looks to me more to job. be a half. I think he's probably a, mm. fr- a free-running six. Yeah, but he's available here if you need to pick him. What do you do with Suwali? Nothing yet. Just, absolute base. Like, yeah, unless nice. you're going to put him on the bench and just get him to hold a spot at bottom dollar, because um, it hasn't even been confirmed that he's going to play yet. No, so. he hasn't. <laughs> sure, yeah. um, you could use him as a bloke who just holds a spot for you with min- like safe cash, out. just yeah. there. But you can't realistically pick him. I think low threes here. here uh, Morgan Harper. Interesting what Penrith do because uh, Momorowski or Tyro may both in that mid threes. Morgan Harper's st- mainly, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. so Morgan Harper's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that Momorowski may think if Momorowski gets a starting centre spot, mm-hmm. he will make money. Yep. Uh, Herbie's uh, in always. In my good. opinion, I think he's a better centre than Tyro May. Yes, he's. I think he easily is. Um, Herbie Farnsworth, if Brisbane finds something, your man, Herbie. Herbie is a little, a little battler, and I he love him. He looks like a serious footballer. Actually, if he get, he's, he he's puts playing in, a fucking terrible team. Yeah. If they turn around, I'm always willing to go with Brisbane. Just, just forget how last year happened, yep. and look at them as who they are, and they're going to come out a new team this year. They've got Deedon there. They just need someone to go with Deedon. So yeah, and they're getting, they're getting their forwards back, which we'll talk about soon. Which I'll talk about right now. Corey Oates, dual position, 240. If he plays back row uh, he will he does work quite hard in the back row and I think he make money there and last one Jimmy Roberts 270 uh, no, he's definitely they're spruiking up his pre-season uh, if he gets back to his form from three years ago well, three years ago I think he was priced at like 600k he, he was in his South Wales yeah. centers running around like yeah. the bloke's an absolute finisher he's got jet boots as they call him Jimmy the jet like the bloke's got that much speed it's ridiculous yeah 
So, so he comes good, yeah. So they're a name. I think he's one of my – those two, I think Oates and Roberts, I think I'll be buying mm-hmm. round one. Oates, I'm not sure. I don't. I, he might be gone. He might be gone. If he doesn't play wing, I don't think he plays. I don't well, think well we thought they're bought, but then they've, lost, right. they've also lost their back row. Yeah. Just to some. Uh, I don't think he's a back row. I think he's a winger, to be honest. But okay, no, yeah, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, from what he's priced at, he might be gone. But if he gets a start, he's worth buying. As a gambling man, I've, I've had a gamble. Well, this is a bit of a harder section. So we get the five eights and halves. There's no real uh, point of differences for me here. I think you've got to either go with one or not. You've got to buy one top liner um, and then decide the, what you do on the bench. Yeah, there is one standout that I'll get to, but uh, the five eights barn, where you're starting and what you're looking for. Oh, dual position quickly. Um, ben Hampton stood out a little bit for me, but I don't even know. He won't even be in the 17, I'm guessing. Um, if Matt Burton goes to the dogs, I think he's definitely a buy. Yeah, if he stays at Penrith, you can't touch him, but if, if he, he goes, goes to the, the dogs, dogs it's a, definitely, definitely So there's the two buy. off the table. How are you looking at 5.8 from there? Well, you've got Cody Walker as the top-priced 5.8 at the moment. He's at 500. Oh, I should show you. Should uh, 656. Yeah, Walker, 656. Munster, 620. Sean Johnson is out to the middle of the season, 600, so obviously you can't touch him. Kurt Mann, overpriced at 5.70. Dylan Brown, overpriced at 5.60, but I really want to buy him. I don't know. I think he's probably, I think he's probably pr- priced pretty fairly, to be honest. I'm more worried about Parramatta goes, than him. He goes, yeah. yeah is, is what I'm saying. Uh, Luai, 5.50. Flanagan, 5.20. Kiri, 5.20. White and 5.16. Benji, 5.09. If he was still at Tigers of their back line, I would be so excited to buy Benji this year. If he's playing... Uh, you can't. He's not going to play, so you can't touch him. Can't touch him. No. Uh, I think your halves this year are basically going to be you're going to buy your or in dual position. Interesting. You're going to buy your two halves that are going to play, and the two blokes that are sitting on the bench are going to be bottom dollar or somebody that around the 300k that you're expecting to maybe get a bit more extra, bit of extra time and make some money. So, um, Cody Walker, as we said, top top price player, averaged 75 last year, was absolutely flying at the back end of the last year but it, it all depends on how Souths are going to start and I think they've got Melbourne first round don't they? So I want to see, I want to give him a month or two before I even look at him yep. I think he, I think he'll lose value and I think he's someone you can entertain if Souths are flying because I think you can pick up Munster Jeeva. again probably the same sort of um, comment that you're going to make to, for Cody Walker at 620k, he did average 70 points but I'm not sure he's going to be pumping out 70 points at the start of the season uh, as you mentioned before Moylan at 253k I think he's probably a really good position to take up your 5.8 on the bench um, I can't see him not making 100k if he is fit obviously if he's if his knees and the hammies and the shit are all busted and he's no good then he's not worth buying yeah. but every, all reports apparently he's absolutely flying um, man's average 64 last year I don't think he averages that again this year the halves this year are one of, is one of the hardest positions I think I'm probably going to go with Brown realistically at 565k uh, average who starts? Who, who starts? Does Moylan and Tracy start? Uh, Townsend and Moylan or Townsend and Tracy? Uh, it looks like it's going to be Townsend and Moylan. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So five eight, I, I've found is probably the hardest position this year, to be honest, because um, it's it's going to it's going to depend on who comes out and starts starts the season well. If dogs buy Bert, if if Burton ends up at the dogs, I'll, I'll have him in my team for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, if you want to ask about. Uh, 
I guess all – oh, first of all, the first – actually, the first bloke I'm picking here, and it's not even a contest, is Connor Watson. Um, if he's not starting 5'8", he'll be bench 5'8 for me. He's 200 Apparently he's going to play lock. 288. He's come out and said he's building up to play lock this year because he thinks – and very smartly thinks that um, – in this current game, the small uh, lock is is With his gold, and, and if yeah. from he will make money if he stays fit. I hope he does. I think he's a half a star in waiting, and I think definitely at that price he will if be making money. Boylan and, and Watson are both fit. You'd probably pick them both in your five eights and save some cash. And I don't know if I go that far, but I'll definitely pick Connor Watson. Sell one of them and upgrade a couple of weeks in. So the the, two, the three first of all, I want to ask you about the Warriors halves. Yep. So Harris, Tavita, Harris, Tavita, Nicarima, and to a lesser extent Paul Turner. What do they have to like? Are you expecting big, big things from the Warriors where you can maybe entertain one or all of them? Or well, there's definitely an opportunity there for one, one or all of them to actually make a name because they've strengthened their pack, which was already a pretty good pack going into last year. Um, I mean, as I said, I'm expecting Roger to come out last year I think he's gonna he wants to leave with a bang so he's gonna be following up everywhere that he possibly can yeah um they're, they're funny ones though um Nick Arima's very hot and cold uh Harris Tavita is probably one that I'd entertain over um Nick Arima, to be honest but yeah, they're, they're probably <laughs> man. It's all speculation to be honest. Oh, I know, like, I know, I know that I mean, we, we're doing this a month out, but we have but, to. But um, just just names, right? And uh, Ash Taylor, if Gold Coast goes well, as we think. <laughs> I've never rated Ash Taylor. I still don't rate Ash Taylor. <laughs> and you know, he interesting. Had a couple of good games at the back. Interesting. End of last Kieran Foran can play hooker too if you need someone at four eight. If if Manly all turn up, if that Manly team are all fit, that's a all different uh, yeah, is kettle Kieran of fish. Fit? I, don't, I don't think Kieran Foran's been fit for a long time. Exactly right. He That's did some not very nice things with the dogs last year, and he actually ended up with a decent average at the end of last year in Supercoach. So yeah, he's probably not one that he's probably one that you could entertain as a backup five eight or a backup hooker. For me, um, if you're going, if you're picking Brown, I'm picking Luai. I think they, him and Cleary, got the yep. the balance right, and sure. and I think they'll play the same way. They they'll try. Yep. Um, I am laying. I'm I'm riding off Penrith this year, but they will try to play the same way they did. And I think there's points in Luai at least to start if he maintains that price. Very similar player, nippy around the ruck, looking for yeah. holes, um, pretty good But he had skills. big, big scores throughout that back six weeks. Uh, it'd just be interesting to watch the Penrith set up. All this is speculation, of course. Let's get the half back. Again, there's uh, not – well, let's go just above the half mils. Nathan Cleary, most expensive at 734. Sean Johnson, 600. DCE, 570. Um, who is not the worst set and forget you can find DC. He, he can even he can control games, but I think in their big runaways, and you would expect them to be better than what they were. That's right. Last Hughes season. five forty, uh, Reynolds five twenty eight, Flanagan five twenty four, Keary five twenty, and Marshall. Keary is a jewel as well, which you could swap between five yeah. eight and half. Uh, as are quite a few. Um, how are you approaching halfback? Is there anyone here we can really talk about that's not obvious? Um, well, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have Dearden as my backup halfback. Yeah. Uh, he averaged forty odd last year. He's he's priced at three hundred and seventy k. Um, 
the bloke looks like a serious halfback. Like, and I've been with him for three years, the, as you know, Barn. I've his biggest fan club. The team was falling apart all around him, and he still tried to drag him along yep. with him. Like he, he seems like a serious young kid, and he's got a pretty good attitude to go with it. So um, I'll be using him as my backup. I'm really not sure where to go with my starting half, to be honest. Well, uh, between both, uh, what about Michael Morgan? Between like five eight and a well, half. I, I jumped he, on him last year. I was and he's, keen as, and then I think the, he was on one leg last yeah. year, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> for pretty much, whenever he played, he was on one leg, and then he got busted and missed the yeah. large part of the year. Um, Georgie Williams at four sixty eight, average of fifty, um, pretty solid. Can turn a game. Good kicking game. That's awesome really, dropouts. He's that funny one where if he's 360, I'm buying him. Mm. At 460, you, you look a little bit elsewhere. But well, he, he found it, but he got, he got the NRL. Team. And if that team goes, In fairness, it okay. took him to around, what, 20 to get the NRL. And when he got it, he took off. And I think this year, he better for the he's run. He's got a good running game, good yep. kicking game. Yep. Um, I think he, there's probably money to be made as well. Um and he might end up cementing himself as one of the premier halfbacks by the end of the season. So, I think so. I think so. Uh, it's tough, those teams, because they're going to be sharing those points between him well, and 90% Martin. of people are going to have Cleary as their first halfback. Yeah. And at that price, I, I can't entertain it at that price because I don't think Penrith are going to start that well, to be honest. Um, it, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but... Oh, I agree I'm, with you. I'm not sure. I think Penrith are... You're going to I'm stumble. I'm a bit worried about Penrith, to be honest. Penrith might become the parameter of the next five years, the way you're just stumbling around and bumbling around. Um, and Keery is a jewel. Um, Luke Keery's going to have to take up pretty much. He's going to have to run that rooster side now by the looks of it. Yeah. Because um, the, the other options are all young kids. You've got um, Lockie Lamb and Drew uh, Hutchison Sullivan. And, uh, well, here's the two. Walker, sorry, Sean. So you've got Sam Walker Sam on 173 Walker. on base and Jock Matter on base. Yeah. Um, they can both start. They'll if, both be starting if one round of them one. Starts, mate. Jock Madden's starting round second, one, and he'll be. I'll be putting him on the bench. Back, maybe <laughs> unless something changes, I'm unless they go ahead and pick them by or something weird there. Uh, Dewey's out round one, so yeah. they will be so playing Jock Madden. But so that's the, you need at least three games out of him. Yeah, but if you see, so you're gambling on a performance to get him into the next round, yeah. or it could be. Uh, what happens with uh, Billy Walters? And Walker has been earmarked, obviously. That's why they let go of Flanagan. Yes. Walker is the hope of that side, but I don't know if he, st- if he gets a permanent position until halfway through the year. So yeah. at the start of the year, you probably don't want to be buying him unless you just want someone to hold a spot. But yeah. if he's named to start, I'll be all over him. And else we you talk about there? No, I don't think so. The halves are the fucking <laughs> the head fuck of the year, I think. All right, we're getting to our back rowers. So, again, similar to the wingers and the centers, the back rows all combined in as well. Locks and second yeah, rowers. And second rowers. Uh, sort of the engine room of your team. So, these are, the, your, in a way, your bankers. So, you're, you're hoping to either jump on early and ride the wave or for, or just throw a couple in there and hope they do the job. Yeah, well, realistically, you want four out of your six scoring big points. Yep. The, this, this is where a lot of your big consistent, like the consistency in the second row. Yep. The blokes that make 40 tackles, 30, 40 tackles, and do 15 hit-ups, line break here, offload there. Yeah, so you're looking for your, well, you know, the usual suspects here. Um, 
well, Tumbler was a post child for of Supercoach for what nearly ten years. What confused the hell out of me is Cameron McGuinness is actually the highest priced second rower in the game at six hundred seventy. Well, let's talk about him now. How, what do you do with him right now? At six seventy eight. <laughs> put just put him in team. We don't worry about it. Somewhere hooker, yeah, just either hooker, hooker or yeah, somewhere. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Um, again, a six seventy six. Angus Crichton's got his way to six seventy. He came out of well. They both average seventy five plus, man. So as soon as you're getting over sixty, average of sixty. We well, know Crichton is a try cash. scorer. Yeah. He, he could find the he would score. what he scored. He probably scored twelve or thirteen tries last year, but he um. And he didn't get a lot of ball at the start no. of the year. They went the other way at the start of yeah, the year. Yeah, and, and, then, and then the problem was Marnie was outside way. him and didn't get the ball anyway because he'd just crash over. <laughs> yep. Uh, Madison, 660. Tamalo, 640. Tavita Pengai. Torhu Harris. And then we go Cam Murray, Carrigan, Travoyevich, Brown, Fafida, Maguire, Frizzell, Tavunga, Tarpane, Luciano Leilua, Barnett. Adam Elliott, kick out. Where's Joy Arrow on that? Siri, we're getting to him. He's down the list. We'll get to him. Because him uh, and Cam Eisenhuth, Fisher-Harris, Fatala Mariner, and Alex Twal, Elise Katoa, Tino, Brighton Nakora, round out your half a million players. Uh, go with your point there on... Uh, I think Arrow is going to take... Arrow and Murray are sharing the same position by the looks of things. Yes. Uh, Unless he's they push th- one to the edge. He is. He's low. Uh, he was. I'll find him. Um, Four seventy. If they push Murray to an edge and Arrow goes into the middle, you pick an Arrow in front of Murray. I think. Hang on. Who played lock from last year? So you got Sue there as well. Well, he started on Murray. Started on an edge and then ended up in back in thirteen. Yeah, I think Arrow plays second row. So you think Arrow ends up on an edge? I think so. I think Gary Murray's better on edge. Thirteen, and then Murray's Murray better on edge. Up, I don't know. I think Murray's better in the middle, to be honest. But especially with Supercoach, you want a bloke in the middle. More oh no, sorry. Edge. Yeah, Murray's better in the middle. Because um, you go Sua. Sua just found grew a leg last year, yep. and I was thinking. Yeah, well, Sirenen was the other edge, and now he's, he's gone, gone to the Warriors, who's probably he's Gary one of the ones in. that I'm looking at picking up, to be honest. At three hundred forty-eight k. I'm just thinking, yeah. Because no Burgess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one I of them's going to have to go to an edge because you're going to have to play both th- of them. Yeah, because Arrow- I think the one that goes to the edge is probably the one that you don't want to buy, and the one Arrow- that stays in the middle. Because he got blunted a bit last year, Arrow. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> um, and he's going to probably end up on an edge at Souths, and if he's on an edge, he's probably priced about right. But if he's playing lock and Murray gets moved to an edge, then you're going to pick Arrow in front of Murray, but. Um, yeah, McGuinness, I think he needs a spot in a team somewhere. Crichton, I'm probably going to pass on Crichton for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't think, touch I think he's a bit too uh, overpriced, to be honest. Torhu Harris, he was my back rower of the, of the year last year. I can't see him going too far backwards, so he's probably going to be my banker in my back row, to be honest, at yep. 613k, average of close to 70. Um, this is... And then I've started looking a little bit wide, and uh, Toby Rudolph at 432, averaged just under 50, but I think he's going to get a fair few more minutes than what he got last year at the Sharks. And, yeah, if he gets more time, he's definitely someone that's going to end up probably around mid-500s. Desert. Yeah, and uh, Brian James coming off the back of two years basically he's been out of the game for two years he's had a hell of a lot of injuries 
Uh, if he, he can might, stay fit for six to eight weeks. He might have first crack at that spot that um, the other two Corey peanuts here, The yeah. two Corys have given up. Yep. yep. And at 237K, if he plays six weeks of half-decent footy, he's going to end oh. up close to 400. Yep. And then you can do what you want. You can either back him in to keep going or you trade him out and bring someone else in. And Bailey Sirenen, as I mentioned before, he's another one that's definitely no, Bailey Sirenen at that price, uh, he's going to – I think he'd be a workhorse over there. I think he might even start. I think he does, yeah. You've got Torhu – I think he starts. I'd put. I'd have him starting my team. I'd my have club him starting at and at th- he's mid three hundred, doesn't he? That's yep. a that's a buy there. Um, same club, just quickly. I don't know. Where, I don't know where he fits now. But Jack Murch is someone I think's got something, and I don't know what it is. And I think around that mid two two hundreds, he's. Yeah, I think Bailey's got a few more minutes in him than mm. Murchie. That's the only problem. There's, yeah, you got a lot of impact players. This is such a because there's no there's actually no wrong points. answer because if if I, let's name a few here. Yep. Mark, Liam Martin, Talakai, Dale Finucane, and then you got Nelson who can play front row as well. They're all worth particularly a couple of outs at Melbourne. Well, Martin's coming off the back of a career high again. Obviously, he hasn't You're had a big career, peak. but generally, uh, blokes that are coming off the back of like the best year they've ever had, I try to sort of stay. I want to watch. Yeah. You know, I want to give them. All, a you, month all you can do is pick them, scoop them up, and yeah, because generally they're. They're generally overpriced because they're coming off the back of going awesome and then just watch them for a couple of weeks and see how they're going. Yep. Even if you watch him for two weeks and he's still going the way he was last year, then you grab him before his price goes up. But a lot of these... The I, back row is... Yeah, this is where that that head noise that I mentioned... <laughs> well, a lot of these... In. I don't want to... A lot of these are set and forgets in a way. Like, you, well, Carrigan, Jake... Mine last year was Carrigan Turbo, Jake Turbo. Yeah, but Carrigan was around 300k at the start. That's of the year. right. So That's all of a sudden you got 590. Yeah. Um, Jake Turbo, just because he, play, he plays oh, second five out as everything. Gonna... Uh, David Vita couldn't touch at 569. No thanks. Josh Maguire, not right now. Frizzell might fit in New- Newcastle quite well. So you know he's coming off the back of a career year, but I actually expect him to continue and actually be better than what he was last year. It's just that year where Lola or Barnett Elliott. I would be all over him at 400. Do you want to buy him at 550? Possibly not. There's, Possi- quite, there's a good chance Possibly there's better not. options. But, man, this is like second row is where you're going to spend a lot of your time going through, comparing stats, uh, looking at looking at the draw, as I said. If someone's got a soft draw or, in your opinion, a soft draw, there's no soft draw in the NRL. Like, even the, the team that finished last year. If Cameron last Smith year, follows... Tino, is Tino a, a buy at five hundred? No, I, 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 even without Cameron Smith, I think he's a buy at five hundred. Um, he's in my team at the moment. And yeah, as I said, I actually expect him to be better than what he was last year. Um, so. Just interesting, what they do with Capel is so interesting because he could be this year's yo. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure which way it goes. Um, well, we'll see where his name. If his name's starting second row, starting centre with Moroski, I'm not sure. Really, I couldn't. Do they play the star of origin off the bench? Maybe they do. I don't know. Like, Ryan James is my big one, man. Like, the bloke was the one of the leading front rowers, second rowers. Yeah, oh, yeah. When he was fit a couple of years ago, before he had his back-to-back-to-back-to-back injuries, yep. he was worth 600K. Yep. If you can pick him up at 235 at the start of the year and he's getting game time. Does Matt Dory start for the dogs? Hmm. Matt who? Dory. 
don't know who he is, to be honest. Yeah, no, he's only a cheap. I'm just trying to find him here. Yeah, okay. Played a bit of back row. Oh, Matthew Dory, he's 240. He played off the bench for the Dogs last year. Oh, Matthew Dory, yeah. 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 Um, I thought, yeah, he's got something to offer this year, but I'd interesting if he starts. Big, Big one, two couple for me. Obviously, we, you, you need to, you want to see the teams. You want yeah, to see the and, top and, we'll, and, and again, this is almost a little bit right on round one as well. Um, We've talked about Bailey Searin and Joe Hoffman at our is down in in uh, in price. Tigers, the Tigers. He'll be playing minutes. Should the, be starting. He'll be starting. So yeah, at round two seventy, it's interesting. And you, you, you sort of Jacob. Yeah, I think he's a good buy. Yeah. I think he's one for me. Keegan Hipgrave, who starts at Para, with what is interesting. I'd, he looked like one of the better second rowers last year, man. I he can hit a hole. I, I just love the way. Yeah, he's, he's still. You can get him cheap, and I think if he's if uh, BA gives him a job, because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking who they've got. They've got a few that have left, and they've got Madison and Brown feeling one side. If he fits in there, I think he'd grave around two forty is a buy for me. Yep. Victor Radley. Yeah, it yes, all depends how he comes back off his injury, man. <laughs> I'd, every team in the comp, I think, would have him. Yeah. So, realistically, Supercoach, you want to have him as well. What's he priced at at the moment? Uh, 440. Four, uh, 440, yeah, definite buy. Yeah. I as think. soon as he comes back, uh, there's going to be a lot of Supercoach players. <laughs> They're going to be jumping straight on to Victor Adley. He's, um, he's got everything in his arsenal. He hits uh, in defence. He's good ball runner. He's actually got some ball skills as well, so... And what? dual position at hooker as well. I'm yes, sure. he, uh, he. Yes, I'm pretty sure he is. So he could be a almost on my list there. Um, the one I want to mention, if Corden is missing the first three months, Tupanua around the 400 starting spot. Uh, if he gets a starting spot, for sure, is uh, is another buy I want to have now. I don't. I don't know if I'd stick with him all year, but I think he's definitely one aggressive ball runner. Um, he. I think that might almost be my back row, and might, that might be the two ones I'm looking at now to be the new, mm-hmm. the new ones I had last year. Yep. Um, Kate Ellis, I've been a fan of last year. Depends uh, if he's starting again. He's another one very cheap. That uh, yeah, unless he's starting, I could. I could. Uh, could latch on to. I think I've probably covered everything this year because we're going to talk about the other. Well. We'll talk about the hookers in a minute because... Yeah, we'll go to the front row first. We'll go to the front yeah. row first. Um, so Payne Haas, top, uh, the top price front rower at 669k. Obviously, you can't touch him for the first month of the competition, realistically. Um, you, you're not going to buy him and sit him there for three weeks no. until he starts playing. So he's, um, yeah, he, he's a nothing at the moment. Tino is a jewel. Uh, could be interesting. Yeah, well, you can... Sw- if, you, if you've got a couple of jewels... Uh, dual positions are gold in Supercoach. If you can get a front rower that can play second row and you've got one in, in the second row as well, you can swap them f- backwards and forwards, use them as reserves, uh, have them as bankers in case somebody gets injured, all the rest of that kind yep. of stuff. Dual position is a big thing with Supercoach. Uh, TPJ, average 69.6. I'm not sure if he hits that average again this year, to be honest. Um, yeah. He has games where he absolutely tears teams Isn't apart. It's incredible that... Um, he has games where he just... Three of the top... Statistics-wise, three of the top forwards in a game are Brisbane, for what they did last year, and then a lot of their backs did really well too. It's just a... But over uh, 600k... No, nah, I couldn't touch it. Well, I'll run through quickly. So, Payne House, the highest rate is 660. Tavita Pango again, 616. Clemmer, 590. Tolman, over to the Sharks, 
570. Interesting, Paulo 570. Maguire, we've spoken about 560. Takiyahu 560. Safidi, Papali, Tapao, Fodawaker, Fanua Blake at the Warriors. Interesting. Eisenhuth, Fisher Harris, Paul Vaughan, Campbell Gillard, Twal, Tino, and an alloy just underneath that. Um, round out your, your half a mules. Yep. Who are you going to next? Um, well, you've mentioned the top three. The top three, I think, are probably slightly overpriced. Clemmer's probably the only one that you might look, excuse me, look at in that top three. Oh, and um, Tolman, because Clemmer and Tolman, basically where they're priced, I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to give you most weeks. You know, they're yeah. priced at around 65 points, yep. 70 points a game. They're going to give you that pretty much every game. Clemmer with his runs. Tolman just works and works and works. He doesn't do anything special. You know, he's not busting lines and scoring tries and all the rest of it, but yep. he's doing his work. Um, Twal and Tino were the two that really interest me. Uh, at just, you know, just over 500K. They average 57. They could probably push that to just over 60s, to be honest. Twal was, looked like an absolute god before he got injured at the start of last year. Mm. He was carrying that Tigers pack for a good part of that uh, the start of last it's season. It's just interesting now with some bigger bodies now mm. where he actually fits. Yeah. He's no, off the, I true. think I, I think he goes back to lock because you're going to have uh, Bloor, Otokamanu, Ofengawe, Tamao coming in. But the, the middles, basically, they... There's a little run around the middle anyway. He might start... I, you know, they still make their 30 tackles. Yeah. They would still do their work. They're generally a, a bigger or... He might have... More, be, they're a more skillful front the, rower, the, generally. Yeah, the flip side of that is he might have his best season with the actual good forward pack around him. Floor was one we didn't mention in the second row. Yeah. Uh, at his price in the second row, if he's getting a starting spot, he's an automatic pickup, I think, for yeah. most Supercoach teams. Fanua Blake is a big question mark, uh, how he settles into the Warriors. He's destruct- when he's on, he is on. He's a destructive ball runner. He's got a good offload, and he does have a lot of Supercoach points in him, but he does have games where he disappears out the back end as well. And... Um, Stefano, is it, that's come across from Parramatta to the Tigers? Yeah, Otakamano, yes, Stefano. Stefano at uh, 187k. They have. He's getting game time. The Raps power had on him. And then the Raps. Apparently, he's the best front rower in the game coming through. But Yeah. And the bloke's almost seven foot and 120 kilos. Like, (laughs) if he he can run and he's going to have a go. Yeah, yeah. But if he gets some game time, he's definitely worth having as a reserve uh, front rower because he's going to make you some serious money if he's getting more than half an hour. I I think so too. That said, we thought the same would be a little bit about Zane Musgrove and those sort of blokes, and they didn't play a lot of footy, but. I, well, I think so. With him last year, um, and Parramatta didn't play him. Yeah. But if he gets game time at the Tigers, yeah. And he's he's the victim of no reserve grade because I think yeah would know more. Um, we've mentioned Hipgraves. Uh, we got there, Lindsay Collins. Uh, so Lindsay Collins, does he start? I think he's probably off the bench for a little bit, but he's a, a points machine. What price was he? Fielded at Queensland in the Queensland team. Yeah. If he start, if he's absolute firebrand, he's like he's in a big. Half aggressive front row. Four, four eleven. Um, oh yeah. If he's a starting he prop, I want to. I'm looking he's at him. Yeah. Uh, Kane Evans was a cheapy. I sort of had two looks at Flegler low threes. If he's fit and back, I think he can bank on a little bit. 
Um, I'm not sure if he get how much game time Flegley Flag- Flag- yeah, gets now. There's a, there's a few young guys that are coming through in that Brisbane yeah. team. That, uh, yeah. Daniel Avaro, very cheap, that um, Ollie loves. Just thought I'd mention him. Oh, didn't he mention him to say he was going to be front row of the, game. the year or yeah. something? Yeah. I'm not as confident, but... Uh, no. I mentioned Ollie Jack Hetherington starting prop at Warriors. Yeah, that could be a big pickup. Could be interesting. Um, whether he just plays his 15 minutes at the front and back, we'll see. We've mentioned Ryan James, and um, we probably, I think we've covered most of the props. If you had to rubber stamp a prop you're after, I guess who are you going with? Like you said, probably the. Twilin, and Tucky, I'll have you mentioned, but. Valentino. Uh, the two that I'm looking at. Um, if, you real, if you just want to set and forget. Um, Papali's probably not a bad option. Like, yeah, you know, that's he's right. He's been you know pumping you get, it out for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he, he's he'll score a try every second game. He'll throw an offload. He'll bust the tackle yeah, yeah. here and there. Um, um, I think early, I th- it's hard at that price range. I think early Tamo's going to want to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he'll be really busting his ass. But he, you're talking about maybe getting on from four. Oh, break even 54. I think he beats out for a the first month and it might be an early and out but at and that price a, range you, do you want to flip that bottom dollar shark Franklin Pele is uh, he the one you were saying yeah, rookie of the year the blokes um, the blokes are almost two metres tall 120 kilos apparently runs like a back row uh, runs like a centre so <laughs> if you get some game Interesting. time because he's the one you're talking up as out. a as um, uh, rookie of the Year, I picked Ben Trebojevic. No, but you mentioned um, him. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just worried whether Ben gets um, game time. Yeah, but, well, he's in like, Sean. But he's one to keep an eye on as well. He's yep. bottom dollar. If he gets a start, he's definitely worth picking up. And the, the other key position on the field is the number nine, the hooker. Yes. But what do you do with Harry Grant? The cash, everyone's a banker from last year. Yeah, well, there's questions on the whole top three, to be honest. like Top, top, three, top three plus... Yeah, probably the top. But just we'll just there's go questions to the top and actually three. the top we'll ten. We go to top ten. There's questions, but we'll let's run through right Cam now. Smith from seven hundred, McGinnis six seventy six, Harry Grant six thirty, Cook six twenty, Coruscant five eighty seven, Kurtman five seventy, Jazz Tavanga um, five five two, Tom Starling five forty, Reese Robson, Brandon Smith wrote, uh, close out the thing. So. Mm. So I want to talk about top three, right? Go for it. So you've got Cameron Smith, 700K, average 79 last year. We don't even know if the bloke's going to play. Yeah. Like, until the top well, obviously everyone, out, everyone listening to this knows that don't we all buy think Cameron Smith. The Titans. Everybody, but, but don't buy Cam Smith if he's not playing, obviously, but yes. <laughs> um, if he goes to the Titans, as I said, and forget, yep. he's going to probably play 80 minutes and do what he wants on his dick most weeks. Cameron McGuinness. Well, you already said you're buying him. Would I buy that price? The, this is the question. Okay, I, I want to buy him, but does he go to Sharks? I think he's a better he's a if, better proposition than Sharks. If he goes he? before the Sharks, before the season starts to the Sharks, yes, I want to buy him. If he's still stuck in the St George system with McCulloch coming in and him not knowing exactly what he's doing, fucking hook fucking around with his head, you probably don't. You leave him out for couple of weeks and at least have a look at what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, it becomes a lot like, of money. Because... To, the thing is, if you don't buy him, it becomes a lot of money to find down the track. But, but that said, do I want to buy him? If he's playing at St George with McCulloch up his ass and Hook playing mind games and fucking around with him, no, I don't want to buy him. Harry Grant, 
again coming so off. Like, he just busted through. He looks the absolute goods. He looks like the Australian. So thing, let's talk about both of them because the cheese is um, dual position. Yep. He's 480. Harry Grant's 630. Mm-hmm. Are they sharing? Are they playing an hour each? Are they playing? How is this going to work? Is I think it, it's going to be 6020. Yeah, so you don't want to touch cheese just yet? Probably not, unless... And you're back, you're thinking Harry's... Harry's getting, getting at least 60 minutes, and I think... Um, and he's had a buy at that price? Not at 60 minutes, no. He needs to play 80 minutes at 630-something K. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cheese... Cheese will probably end up playing an hour, but he's probably only going to play 20 minutes at hooker. Yeah, so that's right. So I don't after know. Twenty minutes plays Is he a good reserve hooker in the front row or the back row. Goes to hooker for twenty minutes and then goes back into the back yeah, row. But as a reserve, well, round one you can't bot, you can't afford him as a reserve hooker. But down the road, is he? Depends how if injury. If he's and getting players. forty minutes in the back row. He's probably worth buying. Yeah, but it it all depends on what they're going to do, man. Like, because Grant realistically should be playing eighty minutes. Like we saw yes, what he did for, yeah. for the Tigers, what he did for Queensland. Like realistically, he's he's if he's playing eighty minutes, he's probably a set and forget that you know six hundred and thirty four because you know he's going to hit his marks. Blocks. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know he's gonna you know he's gonna do his job. Um, Cheese is a tough one. He's been a tough one since he started. The first probably year and a half was good because he was dual position and he came on and did some exciting things. Yeah. But at that kind of price, uh, he's probably a little bit underpriced. It all depends on the minutes that he gets. Yeah, and if he gets and an hour, then it's worth buying him. But yeah. the, the actual, it's funny because the whole top ten, I actually don't want to touch because mm. Tom Starling is going to lose minutes. Oh, heaps of minutes. If Josh Hodgson's back and fit, Starling so probably go, gets 20 Brandon Smith, minutes. we don't know. Tom Starling's losing money. Jess Devunga, I think, losing money. It plays well. Yep. Kurt Mann, you can't touch. Coruscant, I'm just thinking – I just – I had the feeling from grand final last year, and it seems to be a rumbling thing. Apparently, we're going to fall for What's Cliff, his price? It? What's Coruscant's price? 587. Yeah, well, he's pretty close to what he's going to – Like, he's That not is what it is, yeah. At Jeff, best, he'll get the 650. Maybe. Cook 620, and that'll be what he is – I don't think he... All depends on how South start the season. And then you got got your, your top three we've talked about. Uh, Reed Mahoney back. And then McCulloch going to Dragons. Yay, nay. No. <laughs> I can't be... A Victor Radley almost almost might be the the hooker here. Where and are we Watson. going? Yeah. And Connor Watson. You can... Well, Connor, actually. Yes, Connor Watson's your hooker, to be honest, for you me. Got, uh, Sam Verrill's the other one. Yeah, Sam Verrill's and Little. Sam Verrill's and Little. Well, Both Little. In the same sort of spot. They're around 250K. Verrill's only averaged 15 points last year, but he only played two games, yeah. I think it was. He's and, a, stay, he's a he, grand final winning hooker. He's a very, very good player. He's a jack in the box. He's, yeah. um, he's quick. He's, he seems to have a pretty decent passing game on him. Little, um, six games last year. I think you've seen what he can do. His average probably should be around 45 to 50. He's been priced at around 30, so he's probably going to make you a little bit of money, but it all depends on what you want to do with, with your side and where you're going to spend your money. Hooker, again, is going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty tricky position. All right. Here. Josh Hodgson, back from a year off at 374. Not interested or...? At 374, I'm interested, but just the way he started last year, he looked—he was starting to look old, man. Mm. Like he looked old and slow. And when Starling, when he got injured and Starling came in, 
that added so much. I, I thought it that so much more spark. Starling yeah. actually added to Canberra rather than them losing Hodgson and making them worse. So, Jake Turpin? Yeah, he's definitely one that you'd consider. What kind? What three ninety and uh, and on that note, Wade Egan three thirty. Especially with McCulloch moving out. Yeah, Serpent's he's now going to play ninety minutes and two. fit. He missed a little bit. In, he had a little bit injury. You'll play nine now. Serpent's um, probably a decent back. I like him, and I think he probably gets into my seventeen. He seems pretty clever. Wade Egan well. kicked me off real well last year. I think he's. Might be around there, I think. No, he's three thirty. I think. I don't think you make is. money on him. Um, Depends if Warriors can get quick play the ball because that's what I think Egan's all about: getting in and out, and you know, with markers not set and making those running meters. Because I, I don't think his passing game is as good as mm. it should be for a starting hooker. But uh, and, and Tavunga's going to take some of his time. And the Braley brothers. Jaden actually is probably one that you'd look at because he was out for the basically the entire yeah, season. And he was really good for the Sharks before he went to the Knights. And, he, and he's going to get busted. he's going to play. He, he'll be rubber stamped. He's going to play be there. their number one hooker. And he was um, all reports coming out of the Newcastle camp that he was an absolute leader off the field. Even though he's he named in the leadership squad. Yeah, yeah. So. He's he, when they got rid of Pierce, he was named in the squad. So they've always got raps. And I had big raps on him when he was yeah. at the Sharks. Well, well, I was actually know, disappointed. You, when he You've left. seen him and more than me, so he doesn't. He's not huge on the attacking, but setting up and structure. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He's a very good defender. Um, he doesn't get it out of dummy half as often as he probably should, but that's something he could work on. He's got a very good passing game, so yep. yeah, he's definitely one that you'd you'd want to look at. I actually hadn't even considered him, and now I'm going to go back and have a look. So. Well, yeah, that's what, and I think I think a good call on Simkin because if he's going to be playing. His base price. If he's playing nine, he's going to break even twenty. You make it. You're going to make. He's going to make forty tackles. He's going to. Yep. You're going to just cash. You can turn. You can flip that turn around and go and buy someone else in the first month. Um, final thoughts, Barn. Good work. We've managed to do ninety minutes on this. Hopefully, everyone's still listening. <laughs> um, do you want me to go first? You, go first? Mate, you, you must go have. It, you I must have, have the blokes it. that I. No, just blokes. I'm rubber stamping that I think. I will be play- – and I've actually talked myself into a couple for- as we go through. I think Jake Sinkham might be a reserve hooker. Uh, Connor Watson, for me, first picked. Ryan yeah, James, right. we've talked about. Uh, Jimmy Roberts. Kurt Capewell, close to that list, as is Fogarty, I think around in the mid-400s. You love a POD, don't you? Just for those that don't know what a POD is, oh, it's yeah. a point of difference, which will get you a long way in Supercoach if you get them right, and it'll get you sent a long way backwards if you get them wrong. But um, <laughs> as, as you know, I, I've had quite a bit of luck with it the last two years. You so. killed, absolutely killed it last year. So for me, Connor Watson, uh, Ryan James, James Roberts... Kurt Capel, I want to see him named the 17, otherwise he's not interested. Fogarty, I think Titans are hot this year, and I think grows into that role. And I think, and the more I've thought about it, Tommy Turbo, I think at round 500 I'm buying. Um, what about yourself? Are you, are you, I'm starting you? with Tommy Turbo and uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. I think they're both going to oh, start so you're double dipping well. straight away? Yeah, straight yeah. away. And with the option to move to Teddy, look, honestly, I think one of those are going to go and I'm going to be looking at Teddy. Well, the whole probably pl- isn't the whole plan. And, and Supercoach, first-time Supercoaches, the whole plan is to end of the day. We talk about these people. By grand final day, we want yeah. the best players. Basically, you're looking about six to ten weeks. So when I talk track. about Kate Ellis, yeah. I'm buying him so I can buy... Uh, 
so I can buy Cameron McGuinness down the road. Yep. So, yeah. If Ben Trebojevic gets a start, he's I think he's a must-have. Yep. Even if it's a bench spot, if he gets any time, I think he's one that you want to be looking at. Jason Saab, um, 233k, which one we didn't mention in the centres, but it looks like he's going to get a starting spot on the wing at Manly. Uh, Manly is, and we'll save this for the preview in two weeks, but Manly are so interesting this year because it can be a cash in this year and they can make the top eight if they're all fit. Tom Dearden, again, as a backup uh, halfback, I think he's very good value and he's going to be the guy that's going to have to steer him around. When yeah. they win, he's going to win the games for them. So. And, and there's an element of Turpin in that too. Yep. Um, Torhu Harris is probably my banker in the back row. Um, he did it all last year. He's done it his entire career. The bloke just turns up, does his work week in, week out. Um, Josh Papali, which we, which I did mention earlier, is a banker in the front row. Another one that scores the odd try here and there, but just gets through his work in and out. And um, Victor Radley, if fit, I think he's a must-have, whether it's in your back row or in the hooker. But um, this year, there's um, there's not a lot of must-haves, I think, compared to well, yeah, previous seasons. Yeah, my must-haves are all PODs. And, uh, P- like, Most of mine are, too, to be honest. It's an ageing year, and it's like, um, is there someone I want to rubber stamp that's going to have a big year? I, I, if, if Tommy stays fit, he, he no. finishes second, at least second on the fullback chart. Possibly first, yeah. Uh, Fari, yeah, Fari's on still my team, huh? And I think Connor Watson right now. I think Connor Watson mm. will double his cash. And well, if he ends up in the back row, yeah. Oh, easy. He's average. Yeah. And, and I might sell he him at that stage, bench, but I think... It might hurt you, but... They're, 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 they're spruiking, pro, uh, spooking, spruiking lock. Mm-hmm. We will know more then. Um, I think we've covered it pretty well, Barn. And you want yeah. to finish on any, any final pearls of wisdom you want to impart on I the think, listeners? Well, if Ryan James gets game time, I think he's a, he's a bloke at pretty close to bottom dollar that's going to do some pretty good things. Yeah. Um, just try and find as many cheapies as you can for the first four weeks of the competition. Just find as many blokes with that cost Upside. you as little much as little money as possible that are getting game time because they're the ones that are going to. Yeah. And how are you going to come out and kick yeah. you into the next? How are you going to come out of the blocks? You got a title to defend round one. You're just going <laughs> to you're just going to forget about that and play play the ball. Or no, you're going to play my strategy, put the belt which is generally no, I, I generally. Try to stick to about ten blokes that I'll those. The, I, You're now going to have all year. I'll basically. pick ten blokes that I want to try and keep for the entire season, yeah. and then play around. It's it's all about making money, man. Yeah, like winning the early rounds. It's it, it it is good, but you want to be backing up from round four and then just steamrolling and improving week after week after that. Yep. So I'm I'm an overall player, always have been, and that's the way I that's way fine. I play. So um, final so, thoughts. Uh, PCT. Uh, no, uh, same. I, I, I like having an engine room, and I like just building around that. Mm. I'll, I'll set out to have probably four key players. I won't even. I won't go ten. I'll be probably a. Full, I want a hooker. I want a fullback. But then now I've already started thinking in my mind, in my weird ass mind, <laughs> that I won't sleep tonight. That I want two cheap hookers that yeah. I can actually just have two four weeks where I just cash in and then buy Cameron Smith when he win when he's the new Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> Back row is key for me. Probably back row fullback will be the, the two. And I think I'm, I'm hope if Tommy's fit, I think everyone's going to cash in on him. Everyone's such a freak, him. and that's a thing. Uh, Tommy's going to be this year's. Um, 
Coruscant. Last year, everyone had Coruscant and Harry Grant. And I think if you Tommy's can get 15, 20 games out of him, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then you can flip it. And then by then, you'd know how Ponga's going, you know how AJ's going. Big year for AJ. I think AJ ends of the year in top three. I think I think Titans in a hot this year. Um, other than that, um, final final shout-outs. PCTC Tipping Comps, check them out on Facebook for our official tipping comp. You can jump in here 50 bucks and be part of a big prize pool for the footy. But if you're interested in racing, jump on there before the weekend and jump in their racing comps. It's tremendous. Supercoach League, 850-827, 850-827. Join in there and you will uh, take us on and prove us wrong, potentially. Uh, a few people have told us they're dropping out, so we've got rid of the Deadwood. Actually, it was a hot comp last year, and we've killed off the bottom four, so there <laughs> no fobs and that are gone. I believe Ollie's getting in. Ollie from Rugby League, in my opinion, is going to take part this year and give us his opinion on Supercoach. Um, apart from that, join us again in two weeks' time. So two weeks' time, we'll do our full comprehensive. If you've lasted the 97 minutes now to uh, listen to us talk this, look forward. we'll to add some new voices, minutes. some very smart voices. <laughs> um, hopefully uh, a very smart bloke we've got to come on board and talk about footy, as well as Ollie will be back for the, the full preview. Looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. It's one of my favourite – well, it is my, one of my favourite shows of the year. Uh, it'll be on YouTube as well. Get on board for that because it'll be club by club, position by position, deep dive analysis where if you can't sleep at night, put this on and you'll learn about footy. And then at the end of the year, I get to go back and embarrass everybody about what they said at the yeah. very start. Well, I tipped, uh, I said <laughs> Brisbane and Morals last year, so yeah, we're so, all going well. Yeah, and I went with Manly, so. Yeah, so here's to that. Uh, it is footy and frothies. Get on our social medias. Tell us what dickheads we are. Tell us how smart we are. And we will talk to everybody. After a while. Good night.